Welcome back, Mighty Vandals, to Tubs at the Club, the Idaho Vandals affiliate on the Big Sky Podcast Network. I am your host, Dallas Hammer, joined today by, again, no camera, just too hot down in Moscow. It's Martin Heemstra. Martin, how are we doing? It's going good, obviously. Wish there was uh, better things to talk about, but uh, it's been good to be back on again. The It's good to, and the weather in Moscow has been getting slightly warmer than being sub-zero to a nice balmy 15 degrees with some snow so i'm happy to be a little warmer now uh it's good to it's good to have another show this week also surviving the frozen tundra of the pacific northwest the man of the hour coming to us with a whole bunch of hot news it's brian marceau brian how you doing well you you wanted the hot news about how difficult it is to pull a prius out of a an alleyway with eight inches of snow that's what i was here for right because that was my afternoon <clears throat> but hey dude um, look, always on tubs. It's good to be here. We got 46 live listeners. Uh, we've got a, hey, a real important story that we're going to be t- talking about in about 10 seconds, Dallas. So, you know, it's one of those things like, hey, it's good to be here. Good to have the interest. Good to know people give a shit. Uh, but like Martin, wish there was better stuff to update people on. But th- this is what tubs does. Uh, we we don't. We are some of the least scared people in terms of access. Uh, we report things that are favorable well, and we report things that suck as though they suck. So buckle up, guys. All right, Brian. Rip the Band-Aid off. We all know what's coming. The, ep- the title of this episode is Chris Gonzalez not on admin leave. So, Brian, what is going on in the volleyball world? So since we recorded last, uh, there's a handful of developments which are going to culminate in, hey, spoiler, Chris Gonzalez not on administrative leave. So uh, I'm going to put everyone on the shelf to get the update, to give the whole update, guys, and then we'll talk piece by piece afterwards. So since we since we recorded on January 11th, um, as reported by the Orange County Register, Idaho, 10 Idaho volleyball players formally asked uh, Scott, President Scott Green and Athletic Director Terry Golick to put uh, volleyball head coach Chris Gonzalez on administrative leave throughout the, the investigation. Because, hey, volleyball practice starts tomorrow, January 18th. And with Chris Gonzalez not on leave in spite of the investigation going on, it, that, that's, who's, that's who's going to be coaching the team. So... In addition, uh, we learned on January 11th that effective November 30th, 2023, so a little bit ago, players were given a limited no-contact order uh, between, or Chris Gonzalez was given a limited no-contact order, order, meaning that the players on the team do not need to, they don't have to attend anything other than the actual physical practices. So like video sessions, individual meetings, team meetings, the players don't have to go to those. They're just asked to inform in advance if they're going to show up. And a lot of the athletes have said since that, okay, well, we're not going to show up to meetings whatsoever. Uh, so it, that is a separate thing to get to on how the hell this guy is supposed to manage the team. Never mind that he can't five and 51 in two years. Also on January 11th, Krem 2 uh, from Sp- a news a news channel from Spokane, Washington, for those who don't live here, aired a segment on Idaho volleyball. And of note, uh, Idaho's chief communications officer, Jody Walker, was interviewed. And she looked as bad as one could possibly look, meaning the university itself looked as bad as it could possibly look. Uh, Really not being able to answer in a reasonable way 
any sort of questions whatsoever. For example, you guys should just watch this report. If you go to Kremtune and, you know, search Idaho volleyball, you'll find it. It's also in the comments of the YouTube. Okay. Thank you, Dallas. You're more tech savvy, obviously. Um, she would not answer if retaliation by coaches was generally viewed as not okay for the university. Wouldn't even give a simple answer to, Hey, like generally speaking is retaliation thought of as okay. Wouldn't answer. Uh, university came across as indifferent at best. Je so next day, January 12th, another report by the OC register, uh, Terry Golick was, it turns out Terry Golick was contacted on December 5th, 2023 by, at least one of the parents detailing allegations about Gonzalez. And I bring this up because this was backed in the Creme 2 report with Jody Walker. This has been backed in all university communications. University is putting a lot of leaning very heavily into saying the athletes asked for a delay. That's why the investigation is where it's at. To be very clear, the athletes asked for a two week total delay in 2023, but Terry Golick has been aware for more than a year about allegations against Chris Gonzalez in a multitude of ways. I tracked through communications that were sent to Tubbs at the club. I tracked through, I counted through all the individuals that uh, Scott, uh, Scott Reed listed in his articles. In 2022, no fewer than a dozen people voiced concerns to Terry Golick about Chris Gonzalez, a dozen. That counts athletes, that counts not just players who you know, were, were coming off the bench that counts about five starters, multiple parents and multiple former athletes who played under Chris Gonzalez at other schools, no fewer than a dozen in 2022. And I, I really am going to want to hammer that because from the athlete perspective, part of why there's a frustration about the delay in action or inaction is the university has had extensive documentation of this for more than a year Never mind any other intermediary steps. There's, there's there's a couple other updates there we'll get to about ways there's no way Terry was not aware of this. But please disregard when the university says they were made aware in like late October 2023. That's bullshit. They have known about Chris Gonzalez doing this stuff since 2022. A dozen people contacted Terry directly. And the allegations from 2023 essentially match everything from 2022. But hey, that was that update about a family, a family member of a player last year that came on January 12th. Tubbs, the club actually has a copy of that letter. And um, yeah, it's it's dated. It's, it's dated December 5th, 2023. The letters from former athletes from Kristen's uh, relating to Chris Gonzalez were dated 11th. Uh, November 30th, 2023, and then December 4th, 2020, 2022. Sorry, November, I'm getting, my God, I'm screwing this up. The athletes last year who comment, who messaged in November 30th, 2022, December 4th, 2022, the letter from the family member, December 5th, 2022. Fast forward to yesterday, January 16th, 2024. Athletic director Terry Golick met with players. This was according to the players, this was understood as being a, their promise. They're going to be updated on how on status of the investigation, have some questions answered in the invite for the meeting. Athletes were given a 90 minute block of time to set aside for this meeting. The meeting lasted a total of 30 minutes. The, what Golic told them was, Hey, there's going to be a case manager from the Dean of students. Who's going to monitor practices and meetings when coaches are present, including individual meetings. 
uh, from Bla Dean of Students, Blaine Eccles. Uh, pamphlets were handed out about a psychologist available for athletes from the university's counseling and mental health center. Students were told if they miss a class due to an investigative meeting or a counseling session, the case manager will send a student notification to the professor. And they were also told, athletes are also told more concerns should go to case managers for potential referral for other services. I bring all this up. None of the updates they were given were new whatsoever. Hey, on my phone right now, from emails from Scott Green that were sent out prior to this meeting, all that info was being sent to people who just privately messaged, hey, this is a picture. You can't see it on the screen. I could read from this. Not, I'm not going to waste your time. This is the email from Scott Green that we were sent from, that a, a, a donor sent to Scott Green voicing concerns. It's all the same stuff. The women were also already aware of all of those services. So in short, there was no news whatsoever from, from Terry Golick about what exactly was going on. Now, a, um, a representative from the attorney, the, the, uh, the firm Thompson and Horton also fielded some questions from the women and the representative from Thompson and Horton uh, told the athletes that, Hey, OCRI cannot put Chris Gonzalez on leave due to the scope of the investigation. But that representative did not explicitly state that Chris Gonzalez cannot be placed on leave by Terry Golick or Scott Green. So to be clear, the, Terry Golick and Scott Green in the official communication to the women were not told they cannot put Scott, they cannot put Chris Gonzalez on admin leave. After the meeting, the women were essentially what we were told and what was reported in the OC register, the players were more almost universally upset and frustrated uh, and came away feeling like, hey, they were told this meeting was going to be a big deal. They and they showed up and were given pamphlets. And that was about it. The feeling also articulated to Tubbs of the club was that the athletes feel like the university, hey, the university is now dedicating additional resources to make it possible for Chris Gonzalez in their mind to continue coaching, which the athletes interpreted that as implicitly Chris Gonzalez is being backed. The athletes are not after the meeting, the players asked directly uh, asked the Dean of students, um, Blaine Eccles for guidance um, regarding whether what would happen to them if they chose to opt out of the physical practices. Cause Many of the women have no interest in taking part in the practices for reasons we'll hit on later in the show. A lot of the women also have no interest in working with assistants who in their mind have been complicit and absolutely okay with what Chris Gonzalez has done for, well, for this year, he has different assistants in 2023 than in 2022. If you guys read the original report in 2022, his, uh, Gonzalez's assistants were all pretty damn fine with the, with the Gonzalez protocol. So with all that said, um, oh, sorry, last four players asked for a complete no contact order to allow athletes to opt out of any function um, Chris Gonzalez is involved with, including practices, which, hey, that backs up with the other step I asked about athletes asking for guidance. As of our recording on January 17th, the athletes do not have any uh they, they don't have a response about what happens if they choose to not show up to practice. And there's not that long till the next practice. So, Hey Dallas, you have been on the shelf for quite a while. We have a few bullet points we'll hit on as we go, but where you want to take it now? Man, I, 
it seems like every single day something else comes out about this that makes me more and more disappointed that I'm a vandal. This is embarrassing. This is disgusting. And frankly, I'm I'm shocked there's not more outrage about this. It it is a pattern at this point that the university has completely ignored the vandal women's volleyball team. Uh, this is not something that's going away, Brian. This is not a handful of girls trying to get coach fired. This is not a handful of girls being dramatic. This is not any of the, the stupid bullshit excuses that I've seen in, in corners of the internet and corners of all vandals. This is not going away. There are more and more things that keep coming out. There are more and more players that are, are reporting things, that are saying things. We're now talking about girls trying to not go to the practices. That's one step away from refusing to play. When when is this going to be taken seriously by this administration? I'm at the point, Brian, fire Gonzalez, fire Golic, and I'm honestly at the point where we have to start questioning Scott Green in this because this is absolutely absurd. I don't understand. If this was happening at somewhere other than buttfuck Moscow, Idaho, this would be national news. This is a big fucking deal, and nobody's doing anything about it. And that's, I think, the most painful thing to me is to see Again, you can go to Krem right now. You can watch their their production, but you can also pull up the actual letter that was written to them. It's a 10 and a half page paper outlining all of the different abuses, all of the different examples of retaliation, ridicule, abuse, everything that's listed in an, in a letter from December 2022. And we're here January 2024 and this is just now being taken action because it went to the OC register. And there's now this OCRI investigation. This should have started over a year ago. It's just, it makes me so angry, Brian, because this is, this is just an outright failure for these students. Like what, what are any of these girls supposed to think? Uh, Iraq of tits 69 in the comment section. This isn't hard at all. Fire Gonzalez, fire Golic. Absolutely tits. That is, I know we don't agree on a lot around here, but you're dead on with that. That's, the, the Brian, I just can't wrap my head around this. The athletic director was told about this in 2022. Why was this not reported? A Why dozen times. Not, like By a dozen different people. By a dozen different people. And this was not taken to OCRI then? So, hey, that's going to jump in real quick, which, hey, then part of our research for this, we've been, we have talked with people more knowledgeable, more knowledgeable about intercollegiate athletics, volleyball in particular. And um, what I was told is, hey, if you, Everyone here, who if you're a, you're a professional of some sort, you have probably had to sit through the kind of trainings that you you just can't believe you have to do. It seems like the most brain dead stuff in the world. Like, hey, I'm a teacher. I always ha we have to sit through trainings about you know, hey, you're supposed to not view your students as a, you know, a potential girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, or sexual object, stuff like that, stuff that should be brain dead. So, person I talked to said, hey, if you're in coach or athletic administration. One of the like most boring brain dead things you get hit on all the time when you when you have these required trainings to go through is what you should report on and when you should do it. And, and I bring that up because what I was told over and over, there's no way Terry should not have walked this over to OCRI herself in 2022. There is there's absolutely no way that what the initial investigation should not have started a year ago, which is part of why the families of last year and current players this year and the athletes themselves 
are as pissed as they are. It's part of why the athletes are becoming, in my mind, a bit more firm with what they what they they're saying they will and will not do with Chris Gonzalez because they have not been waiting just for a little bit. And because they asked for an extension like the university and all their communication is emphasizing the athlete athletes turned this in, in 2022. But additionally, there is no way with the level of, is, of issues documented both in 2022 and 2023 that with interdepartmental meetings that head trainer, Chris Walsh had not brought up to Terry Golick extensively in 2022. Uh, the issues that were happening with information that Gonzalez was looking for and his attitude toward injured athletes attempts to, um, to have guys to have athletes play who should not and refusing to follow guidance. It is just not possible for that to take place. Or if it did not, Chris Walsh should be, should be fired immediately. Uh, so either Chris Walsh was far too weak in, in communicating to a superior or his superior heard this and did not care which is just another version of there's no of Terry was told about this quite a bit. So the investigation OCRI should have started a long time ago, but I look, I got to tell you, I am starting to feel a little bit jaded on the OCRI investigation itself. Cause look, I completely back some of what like Scott green has said and what he, Jody Walker, like the one non done thing she said in the Kremlin interview that hey, the invest investigative process does need to, it needs to play out. Dallas, um, the, the law firm of Thompson and Horton, they were realistically sele selected because of their background relating to this and the background that Thompson and Horton cites on their own website is they have worked for universities in protecting universities from damages. They worked for Baylor when if everyone remembers the big Art Briles, Ken Starr issue at Baylor, right? Yeah, well, Thompson and Horton worked with Baylor. They, they worked on Baylor's behalf within Defense. the attempt. Yes, in the in an attempt to protect Baylor. If you go to the Thompson Horton website under their areas of practice in higher education, you if you read the the individual bullet points that the law firm cites about what the, what they do. It's about protecting the universities. So it is a, it, look, it's a real question now of is the point of this investigation a an impartial adjudication based off of research of what happened and what should happen to the individuals? Or is this investigation more about covering the university's tracks and allowing the university to say, hey, we were just not quite negligent in a handful of areas. The meeting Terry just had on January 16th, that's the kind of thing that makes me feel like the university is much more concerned with uh, verifying that in their minds they were not negligent, which has nothing to do with taking care of the athletes, nothing to do with fixing the situation moving on. I know the the scope includes the you know climate and culture of the volleyball program, what kind of moron needs to investigate that long to figure out, oh, the, the climate and culture sucks. And that always goes to whoever is the head of the program. I wonder what should happen. So, okay, Dallas, sorry, I put you on the shelf again with an update. But um, I guess another thing I want to bring up, let's, let's circle back to the athletes. Look, the athletes listed uh, individual they would like uh, to take over in, on an interim basis if – Gonzalez were to be dismissed or an interim basis while the rest of the, um, while the rest of the investigation takes place. The 
person listed is not an assistant coach. And part of why is, hey, we have some audio that we want to play that I think is going to help contextualize why the athletes not only don't really want much to do with Chris Gonzalez, they don't want much to do with the assistants. If you read the original piece in the OC register, uh, you read assistant coaches being pretty damn aggressive about former players, pretty dismissive of former players, even players who are doing well once they leave Idaho and leave Chris Gonzalez. But look, one of the things that came out of the crumb report that has been hard to miss is an assistant coach was videoed driving minimum of 95 miles an hour, transporting players to, to a match players videoed. It didn't really like being, having someone, well, you know, essentially erratically driving uh, to get them to a match. Weirdly athletes didn't feel good about that. So after that, after that, um, that video, which, Hey, that's on the screen. Our live viewers can see the, the script, the video, that Krem posted athletes turned in to Terry Golick that, Hey, assistant coach was driving like a lunatic. Uh, not okay. So Terry Golick gets back to Chris Gonzalez and Chris Gonzalez. This is this uh, conversation took place after shortly after the Vandal women's volleyball team lost on September 23rd at Northern Arizona. Um, the audio we're about to play. It's of Chris Gonzalez, who is sitting in the room with these with the assistant, getting on the athletes for in his mind lying. The assistant coach, by the way, is there, who she could have easily just told Gonzalez, "Hey, I that was my bad. Like they they were correct. I, I was driving like that." The reason I bring up all that context, you're not going to hear like a yelling Chris Gonzalez. So if you're if you thought you're going to get this over the top audio, like I don't want to set false up. In, incorrect expectations, but Hey, we're talking about climate and culture. This is I want to, let's just play the audio Dallas so that everyone can hear. We'll talk about it later, but to be clear, this is Chris Gonzalez addressing his team after a loss about an event, which the team has video that we have all seen that verifiably the reported instance of real of not safe driving with players in the car took place. Again, uh, before we hit play here, you can go watch the Krim 2 investigation. They have a copy of the video from the player. It is two minutes and 33 seconds into their video. That's a seven and a half minute package. You can see on our YouTube right now, I have paused it where the speedometer is just under 100 miles an hour. The video is pretty blurry, but you can see exactly what it is. So without further ado, here's the audio we've received uh, of Chris Gonzalez uh, addressing his team. There's other things. Either somebody in this room or somebody back home said something about Masha driving 100 miles an hour on a road trip. And of course, everything gets back to me, so I hear everything. <laughs> She's the slowest driver I know. And she drives that way because she feels responsible for your health, for your welfare. It gets back everything that gets said. So when my boss says, why is she driving like that? I have to tell her, whoever gave that information is wrong. There's other things. Brian, your thoughts hearing Chris Gonzalez address his team like that. Okay, so like, hey, the the tone, 
we're not here to police tone anyway, guys. We're not here to be the word police. That's not been a thing that we care about in the show. But the the point being, two things. One, the so the the coach who the coach who who was driving uh, erratically, Maria Maria Logan, um, she's in the room while this discussion took place. You guys have seen the video. She drove the way she was accused of being driven. That, that verifiably happened. And look, he the coach essentially calls all the players liars. But the thing that I want to bring up is it's not just that the Chris Gonzalez was saying, Hey, uh, you're lying. By the way, the assistant coach could have corrected them and didn't. He, he made it very clear saying, Hey, everything gets back to me. The entire point of that was intimating to the athletes. Like, yeah, dude, report whatever you want. It all gets, get, gets back to me and nothing happens, which we know that's what happened. And that was part of look, the athletes have, documented extensively experiencing retaliation in their minds, experiencing being treated poorly for any sort of pushback that, that the athletes gave. And this was also another example of Terry 100% had a correct report. Did nothing. Did absolutely nothing. This is, this is exactly why the, the athletes went to OCRI, which should we, we'll, we'll have to circle back uh, to, to hit the investigative part. Um, and how disappointing that is starting to feel. But a hey, Meredith, Meredith Rice in the comment section, whoever went to my, my boss, it gets back to me. That whole point was in my mind to be intimidating to the athletes, to be menacing. And again, the assistants were 100% complicit. This is why the athletes want nothing to do with any of the staff on an ongoing basis. This is why the athletes haven't said in their private meetings, oh, hey, like, look, we'll, we want to be reasonable. We don't want Chris Gonzalez, but we know you need someone else. So, hey, an assistant will be fine. No, they feel like the athletes reasonably feel like there is no one at the university, university athletics, and increasingly it's feeling at the university itself who is going to take what they say seriously. It does not matter if they can verify what happened. Hey, uh, Chuck Vreeling in the comment section, he also called in the captains pressuring, pressuring them to snitch on the person who took the video and wonders why they will not communicate with him. There we go. Hey, thanks, Chuck, for adding that bit of context. That is the, hey, that is step two of the point of addressing the team like that was to be menacing and to make it clear to the athletes. AD's got my back. You want to, if you're going to, if you want to report stuff, this is coming back to you. I'm going to make a, just an assumption here, Chuck, that you, you happen to know Taryn, who is a junior on the team this year, Brian, I think one thing that, that hasn't been hit on hard enough here, regardless of, of what you think is going on. I know there are people that are like innocence first, innocent until proven guilty. Gonzalez has done nothing wrong until it's proven. I know there are people out there like that, but, Anybody can go on to the women's volleyball spring roster right now and see that there are 12 girls on this team. If 10 of the 12 girls are suggesting that they are not going to be going to practice, that's what 83% of the team right now. I, I just don't understand how this got to this point. Again, I have it up on the screen right now in that 10 and a half page complaint jeopardizing the safety of the student athletes they specifically mention again the the coach driving over the speed limit and in the complaint players reported a safety concern about coach driving over the speed limit were dismissed and told we were liars even though we have proof there's the proof 
There's the proof that they were called liars because again, we just got the recording of the actual meeting. Brian, I, I just don't understand how Terry Golick can be such a lazy piece of shit for this. This this is this is unacceptable behavior to me. I do not I just can't seem to grasp how this has taken such a long time to come to this point. Why none of this was ever addressed in the first place. Again, I I think everybody knows that you and I are not the hugest fans of Terry Golick for some of the decisions she's made around this this university. But Brian, this to me this is this is dismissive, this is arrogant. It's ignorant, honestly. This has been going on for so long. Everyone knows at this point that she selected Chris Gonzalez over any other candidate because that was her guy. She pushed him through. And here, she's continuing to defend the guy. There is plenty of proof. There's all these complaints about it. And yet here we are, and nothing has happened. I understand that now we're in the OCRI investigation and the, the, the legal process has to play out at this point, but why didn't this start a year ago? Why, why has it taken this long to have anything, anything go on for these girls? It, it's just, it's, it's sad, Brian. I want to hit a couple really great points. We just had in our comment section, which, Hey, you guys, um, Forgive the delay in comment section. We, because of how dense and how important we feel this material is, uh, we, we're kind of being focused in a different way. So Kurt in the comment section says, you need to also look at the ones that aren't on the spring roster. They got out because of this abuse. There were 18 athletes on the 2023 roster, one of which was listed as a grad student. Everyone else an underclassman. We're down to 12. We know that we know some a handful we've seen uh, declared transfers, but one person from last year's roster would be what you'd call natural attrition you know, from college athletics, the way we've all grown up with college athletics our entire lives. It's five other athletes who have left the team pretty damn quick. So like Kurt said, it, like 10 out of 12, one at the 10 out of 12 asked for Gonzalez to be put on leave, which you, you're correct, Dallas. That's, you know, 85 ish percent. Well, about five have said, well, I, look, I'm not going to deal with the shit. I'm just done. Then we have Meredith Rice. Who, hey, Meredith, you've been one of our MVPs. Um, hey, Tom's of the club at gmail.com. Love to talk to you at some point. Um, you, you make the show better through the comment section. Love to talk to you. It helps out. So Meredith Rice says two things. One, super po problematic that they are the university offering counseling and a monitor at practice. At what point do we say these are not normal conditions or measures? Well, I, I understand. I'm going to pretend your question is literal. We out here, like we we all agree, if we means the university, well, it appears they don't care. It, it appears, again, to me, this is like checking boxes to say, hey, like we weren't negligent. We offered counseling for people who were just struggling with our, who needed extra help because they just couldn't handle this abusive coach that I decided to pick. Then we, then Meredith Rice, again, they, meaning the athletes, should 100% opt out of practice to illustrate their point. It will suck for their development, but I think it's necessary. And then Haley Janicek, another Tubbs MVP, says, exactly, Mayor, they won't slash can't get better in a hostile environment. Uh, Tom Kendall, just TG's hiring of the a-hole when all of VB world knew he was a piece of shit is unreal. This dude shouldn't even be able to sniff the Vandal VB head coach position. So, look, we, look, we have all the... Dubs listeners are pretty universal, are universal here. Um, 
I went to the basketball game on Saturday, which, hey, look, here's another issue. This is not the most important part of the story. The most important part is the athletes are being treated like shit and the admin doesn't care. But like, look, hey, there's other collateral damage. Um, the new basketball coach, I got the Tubbs of the club to talk about basketball. That was how I initially got there. We don't have time to talk about the new basketball coach, the new season because, or the new women's coach, because this is a huge deal. This needs to be, this needs to be taken seriously. Uh, then we, we also have the collateral damage. I want to talk about the experience of the athletes right now for a minute. Look, they're still students, but in addition to that, they're now meeting with lawyers on both sides. They're like they're having to meet with their own, with their own attorneys, families having to, uh, having to foot bills for attorneys to try to protect the women. They're having to meet with the attorneys through the investigative process. They're having to do whatever else that you would do self-care wise. They're, these are like 19 to 21 year old women who, in addition, we've all been students. We know how it is to be a student. Not all of us know how it is to be a student athlete and have that demand. In addition, now they're having, they're having to do so much with meeting outside counsel that Terry Golick had to actually bring up, Hey, if you're going to start missing class because of investigative meetings, Hey, let, uh, let the, let the case manager know she'll tell the case manager will tell your, your teachers that you missed, which this is now also at the level it's it's beginning to impact learning, which is one of the things that was cited in the OC register by the athletes about why they want an interim head coach is the the amount of extra work, the amount of anxiety that this is this is bringing to the athletes. It's of course inhibiting their ability to their ability to do the core job of a student, which is to be a student. So I'm reading from the article Dallas has it quoted. The school has said, and this that's Emma Peterson being quoted, correct, Dallas? You are on mute. I believe it's Emma Patterson. However, it Patterson. says the starter. This There is no source on I this. My bad. Emma Patterson. My, my, I apologize, dude. We have a million names we're, we're flying through. The school has said this, a starter on the team is quoted in the OC register. The school has said it doesn't want anything affecting our schoolwork, said the starter. Well, this is. We can't sit down and focus on school for more than five minutes. We're going to be very direct with Eccles. We do not feel safe. We cannot go to practice. And they're going to have to deal with that. And hey, Jaden Barfus below in the comment section, coaches are supposed to teach and care for athletes, not abuse them and harm them. That trust that players and parents having a coach is sacred. And he just ruined that again. Makes me sick. And D Green, which D Green's been another MVP. They had a few supervised practices in 2022. They, meaning the university, knew there was a problem from the beginning. And again, it, that's, that's just reinforcing why if you hear the university communication, Dallas, they're leaning so heavily into, Hey, well, we didn't hear about this until late October. And then the women asked for an extension. Again, they asked for two weeks. That's how long the extension was from the athlete angle. This has been extensively documented for more than a year. What in God's name do they have to do? Mm -hmm. I think Brian, I think that's the, obviously the, the comment section exploding in the YouTube tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this in podcast form, uh, I encourage you to just take a scroll through the YouTube comments on our on our YouTube page at some point. Uh, this is an, an issue that people are very passionate about. And I think it's because most people can relate to being completely fucking screwed over by the people that are supposed to be looking out for you for a year and a half. I think that's why we're seeing, again, like you said, Emma Patterson going on Krem uh, to talk about the situation. Emma Patterson saying she's going to stay here 
and not transfer out because she wants to fight to fix this program and fix this so nobody else has to go through what she and the rest of her her colleagues and competitors have gone through in the last few years again you as we're going through jonathan brickley saying don't forget from the 2022 roster only five of the 16 returned like at some point doesn't this become a pattern that somebody outside of terry gollick's eyes should be seeing uh, brian like you said chris gonzalez is an objectively fucking shit coach five wins in two years that's absolutely terrible i'm pretty sure i've i could stumble my way to at least one win in two years just by telling the girls, hey, you've played volleyball before, figure it out. I'll be here for emotional support. Getting up to five wins is fireable just on, honestly, on the just his record alone. But when you, you tie all of this in and you watch the just the, the roster churning every single year, doesn't that scream at some point to somebody, this is wrong. This is not healthy. There is and- something wrong with this program. And the roster turning over a while, like I'm not trying to be a broken record here, dudes. In 2022, the athletes did everything they could to be taken seriously. Didn't matter. 2023, athletes are now doing everything they can to be taken seriously. So to just remind people, I know we talked about it, but I, I want to, to reestablish real quick in 2022, eight players, including five starters, signed a grievance list against Gonzalez, which I've read. It is extensive. And three of those players also met to t- met directly with Terry. They want to meet as a group. Terry would only meet with them individually to, to go into detail their concerns about Gonzalez. The athletes came away feeling completely dismissed. And Terry's attitude, which, look, we were told about this during the Zach Kloss time. And I, I don't mean to bring that up as a comparison. It's actually not fair to Zach Kloss to bring him up as a comparison with Chris Gonzalez. Zach Kloss, everyone knew him to be a good man. It just didn't work out. We all wish it would have worked out. This is a completely different kind uh, where of what, what Chris Gonzalez is doing, you know, doing things like betraying the foundational relationship between the athletes and the families who, who trust coaches to work, to work with their sons and daughters, daughters in volleyball. Terry essentially to- has told athletes who don't like what's going on transfer. That was the that was the message largely to basketball players back in the Zach Claus days. That was the message we were told to the athletes in 2022. It's like, hey, well, whatever. If you don't like it, leave. There's the door. What that's not that's not the University of Idaho that I am I I grew up with. I know that I know that the modern era of athletics things have changed, but good. And I know that hey, administrators to be look Dallas were the fairest show in the world in my mind. To be fair, there are some things where it is important for administrators to come across to their coaches, meaning their staff, as though, hey, I got your back. This is way past that line. Repeated more than 12 people in 2022, more than 12 people again in 2023. Um, The message from the university is clear. The female volleyball players who attend this school do not matter. Nope, don't matter at all. And that's, that's Brian. That's why I'm, I've gotten to the point that I am, I am starting to question Scott Green's either intelligence, decision-making. I, I don't know what it is, but look, I, in my personal life uh, or professional life, I guess, you know, Tubbs doesn't pay the bills. This is something that you and I do for fun. This is not a fun episode. This is just, unfortunately, the, the pain that comes with covering a school that decides, Hey, fuck everybody else. We're just going to cover our own ass. Brian, I'm in a management position in in my professional role, 
And I fully understand trusting and tasking people with their departments and just assuming they know what they're doing and they're going to keep things running smoothly. And, you know, hey, I got other fish to fry. I'm going to let the athletic director run the athletic department. I, I fully understand that. But at some point, when does the warning bell go off in your head to say, you know what? Something over here is not right. Something about this situation is fishy. I am I am just baffled, Brian. It's an institutional failure from the top down. But honestly, heads should be rolling for this. This is absolutely absurd. We, we jump back into the comment section. I, we got a whole handful of things to hit here. Abby Benton saying, also want to note, the U.S. Center for Safe Sport is currently investigating Gonzalez. Safe Sport does not cover NCAA athletics, which means the incident they're investigating had to have happened either with Team USA or his club stint. So there's already a separate investigation that has nothing to do with the NCAA going on right now. I also want to hit D Green in the comment section. You don't know half of what happened. What investigation? I know players and parents who haven't even received an email or call from the supposed law firm. Again, Brian, this goes back to what you and I are, are talking about. Thompson and Horton is not a, a law firm that is going to strike any sort of good feelings here. For anybody that cares a lot about college sports, go back and look at some of that Baylor scandal. Thompson and Horton were making arguments like, well, she got raped because of what she was wearing. Like, that's fucking not okay. And this is the this is the law firm that is protecting Idaho in this. This is the law firm that was brought in to do this investigation and do this, you know, be the protection here in the background because the, the university is very obviously just setting themselves up to protect their own asses, probably because somebody at the, at the university knows, Oh yeah, we screwed this up real bad. I, I just don't understand Brian. Why not a single person over the last year and a half has taken a step to say, you know what? We're putting these women in a really unfortunate and terrible situation, and we need to fix that for these student-athletes. Not a single person has said that. I I mean, I guess the, the follow-up question, because, I look, I think we've made a – we've done our best to lay out the case of what's going on, what to pay attention to. At this point, hey, people need to share the shit out of this to make sure this is get, this gets more and more traction. It's starting to pick up more in the in northwest media i can tell you look i went to the basketball game and social media and like youtube stuff like what we do is not what the intensity you see there is not always matched in real life and also like sometimes what's absent on social media is present in real life the people i talked to the which was a lot at the basketball game people are pissed Couple things that, that I started to hear people bring up that I hadn't heard is like what you said is Scott Green's university universally loved Vandal. Yeah, yeah, people are starting to wonder, and I'm I'm there too. Like Scott, what the hell? You're okay, Scott. You had a relative on the team in 2022. You're okay with this treatment for your family and then your extended Vandal family. What the hell's point of being president if you're going to be okay with this? Then follow. Then the, also. Look, I mean, people are in the Vandal world I, I live in. You and I are some people who are more open about being frustrated with stuff with Terry Golic. Yeah, more people are starting and more people are starting to, to land on where we are right now of how the hell does she escape this? It seems like the whole point right now for the university, it seems like they don't really think they need to do much. It sounds like based off the tone of what we've seen from the university, you know, their public facing response. 
they don't seem that concerned. Like they've done a very Meredith Rice asked, Hey, where's, were we talking about Jody being awful on Kramer earlier? Oh yeah. Yeah. We talked about that Meredith, but it, look, it's not just her. It took how long take the university to respond after the initial article. And then it was however many hundreds of thousands of dollars in salary and benefits the community university pays for communication staff. It was a generic three paragraph response that initially had a typo. That That's how serious that the university has seemed with what, with their public facing response. So I guess my, my question, the, the thing I'm hearing now is people saying, okay, well, do we need to start? Like, do we need to not go to VSF events? Do we need to not attend signing day events? What until this is resolved, do we need to suspend donations until this is resolved? Which is look, that's the atomic direction. You and I do the show. Cause we love vandals. We just, we have gone over and over how much fun we had during football, how much that kicked ass. But if the university is going to completely disregard a team for two years, how can I be okay with that? Like, how can I show up to some of these events that are meant to gin up excitement and get dollars to help the program? How can I justify that when this is the response we're looking at Dallas? Yeah, Brian, I'm in full agreement. I have stopped my recurring payments to VSF. Uh, there's quite a handful of people in the comment section that have all been saying the same thing and it sucks. We talked at the end of the football season. This is the first time Idaho's won back-to-back games since the 90 or back-to-back games. Oof. This is the first time Idaho's had back-to-back winning seasons since the nineties. This is like, this is the primo era of Vandal football in my lifetime. I don't remember those nineties runs because I was too busy pooping in diapers. I have no idea what was going on in the highs and lows of those teams from a game to game standpoint. But I, I, man, I remember every single week of the last two years of the Eck experience. And now I have to sit here and question, do I really want to spend the money I spend in donations for my football season tickets? Do I really want to give that to this university? But I know that, I know that the, you're hurting student athletes by taking this money away and by not donating. I'm well aware of that. But how else am I supposed to make it make it known? You can't just abandon the Vandal volleyball team. You can't just ignore whatever they're saying. If if this was reversed, if Coach Eck had been putting hands on players and knocking them to the ground and making fun of them for their weight, and again, football staffers are speeding around in 100 miles an hour, that stuff eventually catches up to you. It caught up to Rob Akey. I'm sure, probably might have taken a little bit longer because of obviously there's the conference realignment and all these things that were out of his control that I think contributed to the the collapse of the Vandal football program at that time. But how? Just how? How does this university continue to allow this to go on while on one side of the coin you have the football program reaching highs that we haven't seen in a very long time and the potential of highs that we're not going to see in my lifetime ever again. We're talking about Idaho being potential national championship kind of team in maybe even this year, but over the next couple of years, we've been talking about Idaho football being again FCS champions. It is a realistic possibility, and here we are with a, a, a volleyball team that you're just completely disregarding the safety and 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 health of these students. Like this is not okay. I just. It, it's so bureaucratic and such bullshit, Brian, that this is even going on. If Terry Golick had half a heart, she would have done something about this in the first place. But my assumption 
she looked at this as well. They're coming after my coach, just like those Tubbs boys did with, with Zach Claus. And this can't, you know, there's just no ability to ever accept a mistake here. It feels to me like Chris Gonzalez has been a mistake since day one. The moment he was hired, this was a mistake. And nobody is around here willing to admit it. Yeah, we got Tom Kendall in the comment section saying Title IX specialist, meaning Terry. That was her background. Uh, that was part of her background at Wisconsin. That was part of why she was brought in. What a bunch of bullshit. So, Ryan, I, I want to hit Sean Kramer in the comment section right above that. We hired Terry Gollick coming off a situation where Rob Spear didn't do enough to care for the safety of female athletes. There cannot be a good legal contractual reason for this to be this silent. That's what hurts the most, Brian. Rob Spear was terminated for not taking enough care of student athletes. And here we're in a situation that is maybe not as bad, but is certainly impacting a whole lot more people. It, I don't want to spend that much time on the Rob Spear thing because like, there, there's actually there's a lot uh, to unpack there. I mean, like mm -hmm. he at the time, Rob Spear followed the university handbook at the time. It wasn't enough. Yeah. But you can't tell me the university handbook is telling Terry, oh, yeah, 12 people report to you. D hey, don't do your basic due diligence of turning this into the investigative body. Make sure that that's put off until next year's athletes understand, hey, going to you is a waste of time. I, I, I just have to bring this up, too, because like we have dates of the contacts, you know, for of, of emails of when like the grievance letters were sent of meetings, all that. One of the worst things to me that's been brought up was how just how a purposefully bad Chris Gonzalez appeared to be regarding diet regarding following medical concerns, which we know for a fact led to further injuries to players. There is no way that Terry didn't know about that for a long time. So even when we bring up the messages from November, th you know, like I said, November 30th, 2022, that we know Terry got, and from early December 2022 that we know Terry got, she had to be getting a lot of this earlier from people on her own staff. And what we got was nothing. And then, hey, Allison Pelstring in the comments section saying, hey, by the way, with all this stuff going on, the girls are expected to go to practice tomorrow, January 18th, with no guidance yet on what could happen if they do not show up. Keep in mind, part of their concern is, hey, they're scholarship athletes. There's money involved if they if they have scholarships pulled. There's concern about, look, they're playing the sport because they love it. It's not easy to be a D1 athlete. For a ton of people, being a D1 athlete is harder work than work most people do in their entire lives in anything else whatsoever when you factor in the time commitment, when you factor in being a student as well, when you factor in the like code of conduct that you have as an athlete, which is higher than the code of conduct just being a regular student at the university. And then again, they have no notice right now about, hey, if they don't show up, what, what are the ramifications of this to them? Like Meredith Rice said, I don't know a better message to send right now than no, not, not only are we not, not only can Chris Gonzalez not coach because look at his record. He's not going to coach because he's not going to have a team who's going to show up. But like, how shitty is that? That's the level this is. We have people with PhDs, master's degrees working at the university. And at this point, it seems like the only leverage is for the people paying either with their own money as walk-ons or de facto with scholarship dollars, the people paying to be here are the ones who have to 
who have to take a step. Brian, I we could talk about that. We've been we've been on for almost an hour now. We could talk about this and and, and ramble in circles for hours about how disgusting this is. But the final point I want to make: look, I know that there are going to be a lot more people that are going to hear this than than just the, you know, the the people interacting with this on our YouTube. This will go out to to corners of the internet where I am not liked. I I'm well aware of that. I don't give a shit about that. What I need the people that that are just going to listen to the, this and say, "Oh, Brian and Dallas are just being dramatic," and Brian and Dallas are just loudmouths. The reason we're so upset about this is because we support vandals. In the comment section, D Green, vandals support vandals. That's what this is. the The administration has proven they're not going to support this volleyball team. So I'm going to be as loud as I possibly can about how absolute bullshit this is that any of these women have to go through this. It's just not right, Brian. It's just not right. I just don't understand this. There, there he is. Thank you for putting that up on the comment section. Vandals take care of vandals. Uh, enough said. The, if I know there are women on the volleyball team that are listening to this, feel free to reach out to us at any time. If you have anything you want us to, to say, anything that you need to get out through our channels, we are here for you. It's Sean Kramer. Uh, Sean, I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back, but Brian and Dallas care about Idaho more than anything in the world. When you love something, you hold it accountable. That is absolutely what I feel, Brian, uh, Sean. I am I am hurt to my core that there are people that are going through this. My college experience at Idaho was the for the best years of my life. And honestly, still to this day, 10 years later, still think that. Th there are people that are trauma going to be traumatized from this. And this is this is just wrong. It's it's wrong on every single level, Brian. So, you know, Dallas, I guess next steps are, we're going to learn eventually about what the guidance is the athletes are given. And we know the investigative process has to play out, but good God, administratively, it's not like it's, it's not as though administrative leave is not a pretty baseline process in internal investigations. You can again. You, you can't tell me that that would not be a better way to handle this. You cannot tell me that Terry Gallick and Scott Green are not aware of that process existing. What you can tell me is that, and I I expect look Terry's calling the shots here uh, because now this hey a point to Scott Green's credit. Part of what we like about him is he lets he lets people run the run their show, and when they're doing well, things work out well. So look, we we know from hey, we messaged back in the Zach Kloss thing, not trying to compare the two, because uh, I don't think you should. But look, I got messaging from Scott from Scott Green, at, emailing about Zach Kloss, saying hey, it's, it's Terry's call, it's her department. So I expect that's where the direction's coming from this, and I expect Terry believes hey, if we place him, if we place Gonzalez, my guy, on administrative leave, we are implicitly saying we don't back the guy, and that tells me again. I don't think the university wants to do anything about this at all. I think the university believes they can just let this blow over. And I believe the university would be doing virtually nothing whatsoever public facing without pretty extreme levels of outcry from lis from listeners, from alums, from donors. Just to say, if we want the right thing to happen, whatever versus the right thing can happen. Cause again, like, I'll judge the investigation when it comes out, but the people hired are, are people who defend institutions. That is what it seems like the point of that investigation is so far. So I guess I want to say 
any any athletes, if you guys contact us, tubs of the club at gmail.com or on Twitter at tubs of the club. Just so FYI, um, your messaging would uh, your identities are going to be safe. Uh, we we make it pretty clear on the show. Um, we're not print. We get to have a different standard. So if people don't like anonymous sourcing, they can go watch the other Vandal show. By the way, you think Chris King is going to spend one second talking about the most important story in Idaho athletics? No, because he's not allowed to, because that's that's who they are. So get in contact with us. We'd love to help any way we can. Um, I think, hey, the you know, we we played that audio. Again, I'm talking to athletes directly right now. I think we think we've we've done a pretty good job of showing that you guys come to us where information from you, identity, stuff like that, you're not going to be betrayed. It's going to be safe. So Next step for us, Dallas, is we're just going to keep we're going to keep following the story as we can. Hey, hopefully someday we can talk about football. Football is king in American sports. We don't have time to talk about the players transferring into the program. And we, we have, have fun time. things to talk about with football. Yep. We have good news with football. Like, this is the fucking problem here. We've got great things going on in football. I was so excited to talk football today. I've been so excited to talk football all year, Brian. Yeah, well, and hey, like I said, can't talk basketball. We have important we have important shit going on. Hey, Emma Patterson, athlete in the comments section. Emma Patterson, who I'm gonna uh, pat her on the back from a distance. She's been incredibly brave, uh, being you know she was live on the Krem Krem two report. She's one of the athletes who's been named, and she's still on the team. One of the athletes who, if there's any single person to have anxiety, reasonable anxiety about repercussions it's emma patterson so in the comment section emma saying tuned in again for another episode current member of the team and again on behalf of all of us i want to say thank you for for thank you everyone for all of the support we will not stop until the team is safe hell yeah dude hey jonathan and then jonathan bricky saying everyone who's supporting these ladies they are so appreciative they feel alone in this process and your words of encouragement are keeping them going thank you so next steps for us are again waiting for the update on the the guidance for practice finding out how things are going in practice spoiler alert it's gonna be a fucking catastrophe and then other than that man um Gallic gave the athletes no guidance whatsoever on when the investigation could be done and hey jody walker on creme 2 would not even respond saying hey ballpark these investigations tend to last months or something like that she would not respond to a question of should we expect this done in weeks in months or years wouldn't even give that much which is um not a high bar to clear to say hey these these can take a couple months or something like that i will i will slightly defend jody walker here this investigation probably can't take a couple months because they have over a year's worth of data to go through. A typical investigation probably gets handed off in December 22, and it does take a couple months. They've got over a year to go through, so I will give her a little bit of a benefit of the doubt there. Who knows how long this is going to take? If Golic had done the right thing in the first place and taken this up in December of 2022, this probably would have been a pretty quick process. But instead, now we've got two full seasons to go through. Just honestly mind-blowing, Brian. So hey, before we hit our closing, our closing thoughts, Dallas, and um, hey, I don't think we have time to to talk the other stuff and to give it a reasonable amount of time. Hey, you know what else? Hey, I, I had a great talk with new defensive coordinator Dan Jackson at the basketball game. Would have loved to spend time going over replacing football, replacing a great hire, Rob Orich, with another guy who looks like he's going to be a great hire and fit right in. But 
Could not no, agree no, more, Brian. Nope. Could don't have time for it, guys. More. Don't have time. This is this again. Hey, this is the collateral damage of Idaho running as shitty as it's going as it is right now. The realistically, the things we get excited about as Vandals. No, dude, that's on the back burner. So we before we get to closing thoughts, Dallas, we we do have some good news we have to get to, which is if you're looking for river expedition, there's only one place to go. Where is that, Brian? It's Hughes River Expeditions. They've been van owner operated since 1976, and they're ready to take you on the vacation of a lifetime. Enjoy a multi-day trip down the middle fork of the Salmon, the main Salmon River of no return, the Salmon River Canyons, or even the Selway. You can check out special trips like one to see the Persed Meteor Shower, camp on pristine beaches, run amazing whitewater, hike scenic trails, spot wildlife, soak in beautiful natural hot springs, and fish the most remote stretches of river in the entire country. Just bring your clothes, let HRE handle the rest. Grab a paddle, catch dinner, and ride the bull all throughout the Gem State. Call them now at 406-540-4450. Again, that's 406-540-4450. Or you can check them out at HughesRiver.com. Tell Colin the Tubbs guys sent you. So closing thoughts, Dallas. Uh, one... Again, hey, we when we first had Haley on, one of the things that we and I, I tried to bring up specifically is, hey, like this isn't a one-off because there's an article. This is we're Tubbs is going to follow this for as long as as we need to and as long as we're of service in some way. And I bring that up because uh, we have some scheduling stuff to resolve, but we may have a pretty in the vo- world of Vandal volleyball. We expect to have a pretty heavy hitter on the show next week, so. Uh, Stay tuned. Stay tuned here for updates. Again, any athletes, any um, any any alums who who are following the story, who think who think they can either help us out in research or either help us out in pointing things we should be focusing on that just as non volleyball players we don't know to tubs of the club at gmail.com or on Twitter at tubs of the club. Get in contact with contact with us. Dallas, anything you want to hit on the close? Yeah, look, I know there are people in the athletic department that listen to this podcast, and I know that there are people in the athletic department that agree with every single word that we're saying. And all I want to say is, Terry Golick, if you're somehow listening to this, if you had any fucking spine, you'd resign, you coward. That's all I have to say, Brian. Co-signed. Co-signed, dude. Well, we had over 90 listeners in the live listeners, guys, uh, which is to say Vandals care. And to, to bring that as context, especially if there's any athletes who are paying attention uh, to the show now in a way they previously did not. Um, 90 is a huge, 90 live listeners is a huge number for us. Uh, Vandal, the Vandal family is, is watching the Vandal family wants to do whatever they can to help out. So, Hey, again, um, sign merit disposition petition. If you can get a hold of it again just just i just want to say in my in my own word because we're seeing in the comments section uh uh d green laughing laughing in a good way about what you said in dallas tom kendall saying amen dallas racket hit 69 saying dallas nailed it no uh, no t- terry i think t- the reason i didn't bring up terry resigning is i don't think i just don't think she's going to i i think she is no. far i think I think she is far too secure in where she is. And that, by the way, that goes up to Scott green. Uh, there, there should be some pretty clear pressure on Terry and it doesn't look like it's there, but from my end, no, uh, Chris Gonzalez fired. Terry Golick should be fired. Uh, there there's how in God's name 
can a university say they're okay with this? How could how could any sort of entity say they're okay with this? But yeah, uh, no, te- th- like you said, no, like, this is complete cowardice. This is not. Com- this feels like completely covering tracks. Terry, Terry needs to go. It goes without saying that Chris should go. This isn't a two-year story without Terry failing week in and week out for two years. Terry's got to go. Brian, if this comes out in December 2022, when when you and I first heard about this and pointed out, hey, we we are not equipped to handle this. This needs to go well above tubs at the club because we don't get paid for this. This is, I, I know that you've broken some news in the past, but this is well outside of our bandwidth. We're we're three dudes that do this in our free time. Like this is just not something we could do. If Terry handled this as it should have been a year ago, we might be talking about praising Terry for handling this the correct way and taking this to OCRI. But instead, we're talking about how absolutely terrible of a job she's done because it's been swept under the rug for two years. Like the, there's never a bad time to do the right thing. The correct time would have been to do it two years ago. There's never, never a wrong time to do the right thing, Terry. Quit your job. With that said, man, it it uh, it hurts to to close the episode the way we're going to, but sign the petition, guys. Go Vandals. Go Vandals, guys. Always, forever. Go Vandals. <laughs>